Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Christy. We are having conversations of a not-so-balanced life. Our goal here is to help you get past the good enough phase of life and begin your growth journey. We are a community of women supporting women. Hi, friends. We are back. Hi. Hopefully you don't listen to us on Amazon. We're having a tough time. I don't know what's going on, but if you are, then you can't hear this. We're working on it. Everywhere else you can stream our podcast. All right. So today we are going to talk about burnout why it happens and what we can do and how it manifests and um, what our experience is with it. And so Christy, (laughs) take it away. (laughs) Well, let's start with, you know, like what does burnout mean, right? Like what does that mean to you? And I think to me, burnout's when you're either doing too much or doing the wrong things. And then you start to feel worn down, always tired, kind of like you can't get to a place where you feel refreshed and like ready to take on the day. So what are like, what are some of the things? (laughs) Which is exactly where I am right now. (laughs) Like if you can see my face, my eyes are puffy. Like my throat even sounds, I think, run down. I um, am really fortunate in in being an entrepreneur that I can make my own schedule. But it also means that I don't get paid if I don't work. So I find myself saying yes a lot when maybe it's not the right fit and it should be no. And so right now, today, I am feeling burnt out. I think I was there yesterday, but like now I'm like, what's the step beyond burnout? Because that's where I am. (laughs) what are like what are some of the signs that I knew it was coming yeah 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 so like you know it's you know you're there but you're kind of ignoring it for a while yeah 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 yeah. no I knew I knew on Wednesday that I was quickly approaching and then I knew as of you know 315 because I've been up since 315 for some reason that when I don't sleep it's because I'm too much in my mind Mm mm-hmm And I had a conversation with my husband on Wednesday, uh, we went out to dinner and it was, I was putting things into two buckets, what energizes me and what drains me. And I have been putting a lot of power behind what energizes me, but I haven't, but I haven't gotten rid of the draining pieces. I think it's kind of a balance, right? I don't think you're ever going to get rid of everything that drains you. I know, but I need to get rid of some of it because I'm doing too much right now. <laughs> Which I think I've noticed that when I start to feel that burnout, like I start getting more irritated more quickly, mm-hmm. more impatient, you know, like less able to kind of regulate myself, almost like that hangry feeling. But yeah, no, I think I think that's a great list though. I I love that. I love the idea of what drains you and and what gives you energy. And I think it's important to know those things so that you can do more of what energizes you and less of what drains you, right? Yes, that's the idea. And what's interesting is your partner should be somebody who balances you ideally. And what's interesting to me is we made a list of like the household, like just life things that we need to do, like renewing passports. And and those are both on the draining list for the both of us. (laughs) So it's been on our to-do list since August and it still hasn't been done. But you know what's interesting If we timed ourselves doing that activity, it would probably only take us 30 minutes to go get the photo because that's the only thing I need to renew my passport online. Like Charlie's we have to do in person, but mine I have to do. Ideally, like we are list makers. Jeff, I am a list maker. Jeff is a ticker offer. And so it works out. And so 
we're we're having trouble getting the things done that we don't want to do that don't energize us and so we've committed to each doing one thing that doesn't energize us on our family to-do list every day so that by Friday we'll have 10 things done that's a great idea in theory (laughs) that decision was made on Wednesday and it is now Friday you're listening to this it's Monday but it's now Friday I have done one thing you only have one more because I feel like Wednesday you just made the decision. So it doesn't right, count, right? Exactly. So I've got to do one thing today. But back to burnout. The whole point of this list that we created was because it was too much in my brain. And so I was melting down because I've got all these tabs open. That's what I like to say. Which I but, think that's I feel like that's a mom thing for sure, right? Because I think we do carry the mental load of parenting more so. And I think that's just biological, right? Moms just tend to do keep all those mental notes of like, okay. The seasons are changing. They need to get warmer clothes. Do we have warm clothes that fit? Do we have swimsuits for this year? Swim diapers, dentist appointments, doctor's appointments, annual physicals, prescription renewals, like winter passports, (laughs) you know, going out of date. I feel like that one's maybe a little bit of a first world problem, but, but yeah, right. All, all the things. And I think we do. That was actually, I took my kiddos to the dentist this week and my husband actually said thank you for doing that because I don't ever think about dentist appointments you know fair but I think I think I think that's a general that is a normal guy thing and I'm not I'm not knocking on guys right I think it's just Mm -hmm. kind of how we're how we're wired but what it means is that moms do get burnt out fairly quickly especially if they have a lot on their plate Mm -hmm. maybe even maybe you know just being a mom you have a lot on your plate I think the mental load of motherhood and life in general is a lot And in our relationship, a list is what works for us. So like, you know, I've seen different things where it's like, well, if you put it on the person that has the mental load to create the list, then that's, that's adding one more thing for them to do. And while I can appreciate that mentality, it also in my type A personality is satisfying for me to get it out of my head and onto paper. And then I create the list of all the things that are in my head that are leading me to this burnout stage that I'm currently in. Which I saw something the other day that said monthly recalibrations or check-ins with yourself is a good way to not only, Mm. you know, like adjust when you recognize that you're getting close to burnout, but also just to recognize when you're doing things that A, maybe aren't energizing you or B, aren't necessarily aligned with your values and the life that you want to live which I don't know. I feel like monthly may be a little too frequently. I think it depends where on where you are, right? And what works for you. But I think the idea of like a monthly, a quarterly, maybe every Yeah, months, like a performance review. For yourself of, okay, am I doing the things for my life that make sense to really get me to whatever Your that, goals, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's fantastic idea. Let's dive into that a little bit. We do that for our jobs. We set our professional goals for our job. Our bosses hold us accountable for those goals. And then, you know, what do you need? Do you need more education? Do you need, you know, they offer the tools that you need to meet those goals. How are we doing that in our daily lives? How are we doing that with, with ourselves when we're not meeting the goals that we set for ourselves? Yep. Even if they're right, even if they're like, I need more time on self-care right? That, that legitimately is a goal. That could be a goal. Like it, it doesn't need to be like, 
I need to start a business, make a million dollars by next year. Like it doesn't need to be that. It can, it can 17 be- pounds in three weeks. That's what I want to lose. It's, I want to lose no. 17 pounds in one day, Megan. I know that's unhealthy. Don't do it. We're not advocating <laughs> for weight loss here. We're advocating for healthy bodies, <laughs> but uh, yes. the concept of you set an unreachable goal, you're never motivated to get to reach it. So you set a small goal for yourself. And then, yeah, have monthly recalibrations or or quarterly recalibrations of where am I towards this goal? Maybe that goal's too big. I need to start one step below. Yeah. Or maybe you recognize, hey, this month I really suck to doing anything to meet that goal. What can I do differently next month? And I think I tend to be the person that like when I decide I'm going to be healthy, like I'm like, okay, tomorrow starting, I'm going to, I'm going to do all the healthy things. And I almost set myself up for failure because instead of like, okay, I'm going to change this one thing to be healthier. I want to just do it all at once. So that like, so yeah, I you're not, you're not scaffolding your skills. You're not building off of like yep. one change that has stuck. And then you, you do another change that stuck. What's interesting is I like to believe that I always have energy for my kids. Like even when I don't have energy, I always have energy for my kids. And I have not done that well this week at all. I find, yeah, I find it, it just depends on the week. Um, some weeks I do a really good job and other weeks I'm tired. And I find that when I'm, when I'm tired or moving close to burnout, that I tend to be impatient a lot faster. You know, what's fun is the, (laughs) Wednesday this is where like the self-doubt like it all like creeps in um (laughs) hi my name is Megan and I have mental illness so I was sitting on the couch (laughs) and I had one child upstairs playing by himself with Legos I had one child in in my space but playing by himself with Lincoln Logs and I'm just sitting on the couch playing on my phone and I look at my husband and I'm like have they just have we just said no too much that they haven't been asking to play with us anymore? <laughs> like, well, why are my kids playing independently? They don't want to play with me. What's going on? Me? I could have just taken the win and been like, my kids are playing quietly by themselves. And I'm well, no, <laughs> no, I, I, so I don't do that exact thing, but like, I do find if they're, if they're off playing by themselves, I almost feel guilty for taking the time to do, to, to, you know, mindlessly play on my phone, watch it. TV show, like whatever, I do find myself being feeling guilty about that. But then I started thinking about my childhood. I played by myself all the time. It didn't bother me. I liked playing by myself. I mean, my parents clearly, you know, participated. But I'm a well-adjusted adult. I feel like I'm not a good bar. Like (laughs) I can't can't use that as a good bar. Continue. Every everyone, you know, I don't know. I was having this conversation (laughs) with someone the other day. I right, we all have things in childhood that have made us who we are. And that have given us sort of opportunities for growth and, you know, being better and healthier individuals. And I think, I think that's just part of it, right? I don't think you can come out of childhood unscathed. I don't think that's a realistic idea for life. And I think that's kind of the point because you, if everything's just perfect and you're perfect, then where's the growth? Mm -hmm. And I think life is all about learning to grow and, and change. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think the moment you stop, you stop that growth. Yeah. You know, what, what's you, the point? When you get complacent, you kind of plateau. Yeah. What's the point? You know, every day is a new challenge and every day is a new opportunity. And it's, uh, this week has been incredibly difficult just because professionally I've been so overwhelmed, but it's okay because so, today's a new day and I just need to rest. 
You do, you do. But I think, right, even just recognizing sometimes when you need to rest. I feel like almost societally, we do a bad job of recognizing that you don't always have to be working towards a goal. Mm. You know, working toward, you know, working so hard that you're going to burn yourself out. I don't think, I think the way we're set up, right? Like even in high school, you're, you're working so hard to get through classes. You're doing after school extracurriculars to make your college applications look good you're working a part-time job so you can have that cell phone or that car that you want so it's like work or you know like do all the things and I find I do find a little bit that I don't know I think I think that that is being exacerbated a little bit of people kind of expecting their kids to just do all the things so I try to manage my expectations there but I don't think it stops right because then you go to college and it's like well I need to get good grades I need an internship and in college it's like every class right you're you're working hard so that you can get a good grade and finish this class. And then it just keeps going. So I think it, it took me a long time to recognize mm-hmm. that like resting's okay. You don't always have to be doing mm-hmm. something. Yeah. But one of the things that I was reading about when I was reading about burnout, it would be wonderful to take a full week vacation alone, right? But is that yeah. realistic? <laughs> no. I want to go sit on a beach with just Megan. I mean, Megan and Brenna. <laughs> so, so for like probably what three years, we've been talking about this food, food tour that we're going to take in Pennsylvania, me and Brenna and yeah, or wherever, just somewhere. And I am a thousand percent excited to go. But then I think about the logistics of actually going and what that means for like the kids and who's going to do what and blah, you know, and then I'm like, eh. it's like, I want to be there. And I want to have nobody have no responsibilities and I want to go and I want to have a good time. But like, I genuinely love hanging out with my kids. Not always because I, you know, but I genuinely enjoy my family and I, I'm going to miss bedtime. You know, like we talked last week. I don't always like it. It's, it's like a, a pain in the butt, but when love hate. I, don't have it I'm gonna miss it so it's like okay but it's like two days right like we're not talking a full week we're talking just a few days and I'm like but can I do that do you Which think- that's where you and I differ I'm good with I like know. but but I've also but I've also traveled for work since Cam and you know Cam will be nine this year I've traveled for work since he was like three months old so being away for a few days isn't like I yes I miss my children right but like it's not the end of the world to me. I'm like, I'll see him in a few days. He'll enjoy time with grandma or dad or who, who, yeah. or who, whoever. I feel like having the time away makes me appreciate being with them more. But that, right? Like everybody's different. It's okay to feel like Megan. It's okay to feel like me. Like it's just whatever works for you. Yeah. I've been away um, from my kids for like three days since they were born. Um, which is crazy. <laughs> two, two days I was in the hospital having Jack. So like, I don't really feel like that counts. And then Jeff and I went to Atlanta for an overnight and my parents stayed with the boys. That's it. Isn't that crazy? I feel like that's crazy. It's like six years. And I, I, that want, is. I want to do things, but like, I also want, can I just bring them with me? Like one of them at least. <laughs> it's like <laughs> my comfort cool. blanket. <laughs> Jack would love food. Um, anyway, I digress. Yes. So point was, it's not realistic <laughs> to necessarily, you know, some people, sure. You can find that time to take seven days off by yourself and go you know, get back to your baseline. But for those of us that can't, like, what are some realistic small adjustments that you can make in your normal schedule to kind of help reduce 
burnout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think if, if you spend 18 minutes a day doing something that you, I think that was a magic number I read one time, like 18 minutes a day doing something for yourself, whether that's like learning a new skill, yoga, meditating, resting, you know, mindlessly scrolling, whatever it is, like at the end of the year, how much time is that? I'm going to use my calculator because I don't actually know. They do it. 18 minutes, 109 hours a year. 18, awesome. 18 minutes yeah. a day. So since we've moved, I've been finding it increasingly difficult. And with my job, my job is pretty crazy. Increasingly difficult to work out. And I love working out, but like trying to find the time in my day, especially with our new bus schedule for school, like it was just hard. So I wasn't doing it. And I finally was like, you know what? I just have to do this. Like work's got to wait for two weeks straight. I made sure that like four, four days out of the week, I did something, even if it was just like, you know, that's a good goal of, yeah. of walking. And after that two weeks, like I noticed a significant difference just in my reduction in negative self-talk or negative thoughts, just from making sure that I moved my body. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think what's interesting about what you said is that you'll prioritize the things that are important to you, right? Working Mm -hmm. out is important to you. So you made it a priority. And even if the goal was just four days a week, it's still better than nothing if that helps you. In the heavy mental load that is living, (laughs) right? Yeah. You will prioritize what is important to you. We don't have an international trip planned. Doing the passports right now is not important to me. Like, you know what I mean? So- if we booked it, I'd probably care more. That's why we're doing ours because we're like, oh crap, we need these. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is what I'm saying. Like, same with like, we need to be established patients at a doctor here. Like, we don't have a doctor yet. Well, I'm not sick yet. So, exactly. Right. <laughs> it's like, but then you need things. Both. So, both of my kids have some sort of allergy and so that comes with paperwork for the school and you got to be established in that state to have paperwork signed. I'm like, yeah, So, but yeah, right. You only do those things when it's necessity. <laughs> Cause yeah. it's such a pain in the butt. Yeah. But, but that's the thing though. Like if you spend 18 minutes and you prioritize 18 minutes of your day doing unpreferred tasks four days of the, a year, like it's not, it's not a lot of time. But, you know, I mean, sometimes you call an insurance company, you might be on the phone for 45 minutes to an hour. And that's why you don't make the call, but cool. do the thing. Don't do those things. Do things that make you happy. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you have to do this. But would the outcome make you happy? Like, that's what I can't, yeah, you, you know, done. yeah, like I checking that box, ticking that thing off because the list is overwhelming and the list is what leads mm-hmm. to burnout. And so like not having those things to do, sure, they're gonna be replaced with other things, but hopefully they're replaced with other things that energize you and they're not replaced with more difficult things like mowing the lawn. <laughs> that's what I have to do today. I like, I like mowing the lawn. <laughs> I do too, but our lawnmower's in the backyard. I don't have to fix a broken gate. It's a whole thing. It's not just like yeah. if it was in the, the garage, I'd be like, yes, let's do it. But no, I now I have to park my car in the garage because squirrels make an, uh, their home in my engine. <laughs> do you see the spiral that is my brain? Like everything that, that lives in there. I think you made it a point point too, because I find that especially with like administrative type tasks, like, so I, my grandmother is 90. I think I've talked about her several times and super spry for her age, but she takes, she's 
only a few medications, like great for her age, but right, she still has some medications. And as she's gotten older and healthcare has changed and become more complicated, her insurance wants to dictate where she gets her medications. And then they, they're like, we're only paying if it's a 90 day supply and you get it home delivered and blah, blah, blah. Right. She's 90. It's hard for her to like cut through the red tape and figure this out. So I'm like, all right, I'll handle this for you. Mm-hmm. And it's just, and like, kind of like you said, like you, so even with the lawnmower example, right? Like you just want to go cut your grass. You want to turn it on and, and make it happen. But there's something else. There's another barrier that like makes it harder to make that happen. And I think I find, you, I find that with a lot of things in life, right? Like, if you're like I'm going to do this one thing. It's going to be super quick. I'm going to get it done. And then you go to get it done. And you have to do like A, B, and C to even get it started. And it's, it's just so frustrating, right? Mm-hmm. To have to do those things, to, to check this one task that you thought was going to take you 30 minutes to an hour off your list, right? Mm-hmm. Anyway. Yeah, no, no, no. I, and that's fair um, because- we just did the whole prescription thing, 90 day thing too. And it, it was, you know, Hey, make this quick phone call. So we made the quick phone call and then they're like, Oh, thanks for spending the last 45 minutes. giving me all this information. Our system is down. Can you actually call your doctor and have them fax this information over to us? <laughs> and so then we did that. And then the doctor's like calling me back two days later. Like, this is so bizarre. Like we have an electronic system for this. We've never had to like actually manually fax something. Am I doing this correctly? I'm like, I think so. You're like, I don't know. Why, <laughs> yeah. Like, why are you asking me? <laughs> so then, so then I'm like, yeah, I'll let you know if it doesn't work. And then, you know, we did get our medication in the mail, but it was like that whole thing was unnecessary. And everything is just seems complicated. <laughs> and <laughs> I am in my burnout stage where everything is like negative, negative, negative. Wait, before I give the challenge, let's do you have a am I normal? You go first. So this might be totally random, but when you are finished taking your shower, do you hang up your towel or do you leave it on the floor? Hang it up. Every time. Happy. Is and there I'm a chance that ever goes on the bed? Yeah. Doesn't your bed get wet from your towel? I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't stay there. So no, not really. Okay. What do you do? <laughs> this was your am I normal? <laughs> I feel like it was more like I needed to know what the right answer was before I answered the question because I don't have in my new house in my bathroom. I don't have it set up the way that I want. And there's like nowhere to hang up towels after you're done using them. So I just ended up throwing it on the floor by the the thing. But then I was tripping on the towels every time I walked in. and (laughs) This is frustrating. And so then I started putting them on the bed. And then what's now happening is my bed sheets are getting like wet and smelling. And so I'm washing my sheets more. And I'm like, I just need something to hang up the towel. I just have a, like one of those things that sits, that hangs over the door that has like five little hooks. The shower it. door? No, 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 no. The oh, the bathroom. the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> so tired. No, because, okay. So many micro anxieties in, in my life. And that's one of them. So. <laughs> Do I have an am I normal? Well, you, so you brought something up that made me. How often do you wash your sheets normally? Every other week. I'm not. I, I will wait a month. I don't give. I don't care. Yeah, it's usually. Well, I mean, my kids are gross. So the kid, the kid sheets. <laughs> I will. I wash every other week. I try to. Doesn't always happen. Yeah. Mine, I'll, I'll get to. It'll. It'll be three weeks to a month, and I'm like, it's fine. Yeah. Right. I take a shower before I go to bed. 
It's okay. I'm washing them more now because I've wet towels on the bed. <laughs> right. It's kind of positive, right? It's like forcing you to do something you don't want to do. I don't think that's positive. <laughs> that's like, <laughs> that is like strong arming me into doing something you don't want to do. All right. So my challenge this week is to make the list of what energizes you and what drains you and get rid of one of the things on your draining list. That's my challenge because that's what I'm going to do also. That's my plan. I like it. I think that's a good plan. To avoid burnout. Ready for for my final thought? It's a short one today, surprisingly. Yeah, let's do it. All right, final thought. Burn bright, not out. Oh, I love that one. I'm going to write that on my whiteboard today. Burn bright, not out. Yes. All right, go shine your lights. Bye, friends. Bye. So cheesy. (laughs) If you want to leave us feedback, please review our podcast on whatever app that you're listening to. That helps us. You can also email us hello at intentionalasamother.com or follow us on Instagram at intentional.as.a.mother. And we will see you next week. Bye.